0: I'd like to welcome all of the VSSM students that are here. Praise God that you're here. And uh, we need to pray for those that aren't here. Hopefully they're not sick. Maybe they're laying before the Lord. I don't know. But uh, Again, it is such a privilege to have, uh, I see a few past students and I see a lot of potential new students that are also with us today. Praise God. That's what we want. So, uh, I am overwhelmed by the number of questions that have come in. That, that tells me that um, we're either doing a great job teaching or we're not doing a great do- job teaching. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two, I'm not quite sure which. Uh, but we are all, all so thrilled to have uh, John and Meliana again with us today. I, I hope you understand what a privilege it is. I hope you understand that very few people get to sit where you're sitting, experience what you're experiencing, and have someone who has, uh, both of these people have walked with the Lord so many years, even though they're still real young. We are are just uh, blessed beyond measure to have them with us. So we're gonna ask them to share some thoughts, set the stage, And then as the Spirit leads, we'll go into a Q&A session. And after the Q&A session, then it's back to, you know, how are the Spirit leads for ministering or application or whatever. So, as usual, we're going to honor our guests by standing and welcoming them to Valley School of Supernatural Ministry.
1: How long this chair lasts, you know. (laughs) Uh, But it's such an honor for my wife and I to be here. Um, I um, I I just I'm going to share just a couple minutes uh, something that during my devotional time this morning I needed to communicate with you, and also um, at any time. My wife may come up and answer the question, because many times, how many know husbands that our wives always give the best answer? Come on. <laughs> right. So, uh, I'm, plus she uh, has a lot of, of inside of her and volumes of revelation and truth, of years of ministry together. But um, this morning, uh, when I woke up, I heard the word watchman. Everybody say watchman Watchman. and uh, obviously when you talk about the prophetic that is a very very popular term but it's also a very loose term and usually those terms are used in the context of the book of Ezekiel Uh, it seems like that word watchman is a number of times the Lord uses instead of calling him prophet uh, he calls him watchman. Uh, because of his responsibility to warn Israel. And usually you think in terms of watchman, a person that would warn of coming danger or, uh, or causing the city to ha- be prepared. But as I was meditating on that word watchman this morning, I, I broke it down watch. Everybody say watch why do you have a watch to know what time it is so the essence of the watchman really is to know what time it is to tell people what time it is because if we don't know what time it is we won't be prepared for what the Lord is doing and then prepared for for the battle that we face at times and with that being said as I, was, as I was meditating on that, see, in the terms of watchmen, I never saw this before. You know, here, I, I, my wife and I have, you know, I've written a, a commentary on the Song of Solomon, devotional commentary. The word watchman is used twice in, the, in those eight chapters. And, and that's what's amazing about the Word of God. It, it is a fa- multifaceted diamond that you never get bored with. And, and so, um, I think something that I need to say this to you. How many want to grow in spiritual maturity? How many want to grow in spiritual maturity, really? I mean, I do. I, I, none of us have arrived. And I think that, you know, and, and I, I do this because, you know, I, it is good for you to do this. Wake up in the morning and thank the Lord if you're married to thank the Lord for your spouse. Every day. I do that every day in the morning to thank the Lord for my spouse. And then as as I was thanking the Lord for Meliana, God said this to me. And I wrote it down actually. Seeing beauty and goodness all around us requires effort. Say that seeing beauty and goodness all around us requires effort because many times we can see everything that is wrong without effort it takes no effort. And, and, and so I realized that spiritual maturity, especially in the prophetic is the ability to see beauty and goodness all around you even in the midst of all that seemingly is, is is thrust down your throat or advertised and so with that and so my wife meliana loves to go hiking yeah. you know anytime we have a day off i mean we could be very busy and she goes i want to go and then i realized i realized something because I'm thinking, you know, I just want to rest, you know, not go anywhere. But I realized something. Seeing beauty, seeing the beauty of God and the good, goodness of God is an invitation to intimacy with God. Amen. Because you cannot fully be intimate with God unless you see his goodness and his beauty. So I want to briefly have you turn in your Bible to... Song of Solomon, chapter three, I want to say this to you. And it's such a beautiful picture, but it's a revelation that just came fresh to me. And here's what it says. I'm going to just read three verses today, possibly four. All night long on my bed, I'm reading from the NIV. I look for the one my heart loves. I looked for him, but did not find him. How many know that sometimes we can't find God on the bed of our own comfortability? Are you hearing me? Sometimes it's not comfortable to find God. It takes takes us our willingness to be uncomfortable to find God. And that's why people sometimes do not not find God because they don't want to step out and do anything that's uncomfortable. But with her, there was a restlessness on the inside that she, she kept tossing and turning. Because, because let me just tell you, don't look at restlessness as something uh, to reject, but look at it as something to embrace. If you're restless on the inside, could it be that God wants you to maybe arise in a place and says, you know what, you're maybe too comfortable in this place. I want to stretch you a little bit more. So she, I will look because if she was, if she did not find him in the bed of her comfortability. So this is what, so this one, I will get up now and go to the school of ministry. Come on, right, <laughs> right, right, right. And see, this is, this is why it's so imperative. If you're, if you're visiting and thinking about going to school, I want to encourage you because this is, this, you need it because this is a place this is a time that all of a sudden that, that we're searching, we're seeking, and then when we're searching and seeking, the, the Bible promises that we shall find. Yes. We shall discover. See, because I think that sometimes more than going to school, it's the, it's the journey of what I get to discover when I'm going to school. Are you hearing me? Does that make sense? and that causes this spiritual growth and then see then and then like i said earlier then what happens is i see the beauty and the goodness of god right in a way i've never seen it before but see in the bed of my comfortability you know what uh, I, I am i'm really not being productive or being fruitful so listen i will get up now and i will go into the city through its streets and squares and search for the one my heart loves so this, now this is what she says. So I look for him, but did not find him. Well, at that moment, there, there's also the aspect of I come to school, I come to church, but I'm not finding him. But she doesn't get bitter. She doesn't draw back. She doesn't quit. Are you hearing me? Because she got up expecting to go somewhere and find God, find her lover, but she doesn't find him. But she doesn't quit. But this hit me, Meliana. The watchman found me. Everybody say, The watchman found me. Watchman found me. Now, who are the watchmen in this context? The watchmen are the spiritual leaders, they found me. I, have a, I, I, I know this for the fact. True, authentic spiritual watchmen like to find hungry people. Because, because, because spiritual leadership cannot thrive in an environment where there are no hungry people. So the watchmen found me as they made their rounds in the city, comma, That She's talking, but this is the question that hit me. So she asked, I'm going to have to stand up now because I'm going to get excited. (laughs) Is that okay? So, So they find her, they see her hunger, and so this is what she asked them. The one my heart loves. I mean, I know that by heart. But I hadn't connected the dots, Pastor Rich, because, and I hadn't connected this dot uh, until the other night, and I prophesied over this pastor, then it hit me back, and then I've been meditating on him this morning, that there was a, what's the word I'm looking for? There was an expectation in the bride that as she asked the spiritual leaders, are you hearing me, they would know where to find the Lord, come on, which tells me that so now what it does is it adds more than the watchman isn't somebody just warns you about incoming sin, come on, incoming spiritual attacks. But the pr- responsibility of watchmen, come on, is the hungry believers, come on, the, those that are hungry for God, that the watchmen would know where hungry believers can find the one their heart lo- is longing for. Are you hearing me? And so, have you seen the one my heart loves? Question. But this is what hit me. There's... N- In in the context of Song of Solomon chapter 3, there is no response by the watchmen. They're silent. They're silent watchmen, which tells me these watchmen could not answer her heart's cry. Oh, come on. Which means that the reason why you need to go to school like this is because there are so, I mean, I travel all over this planet and so many watchmen cannot, cannot guide and direct hungry believers because hungry believers is, are a threat to them. Come on really honestly a a threat to them so they see somebody prophetic as a threat they see somebody evangelistic as a threat they see somebody waving their flag or getting excited about the things of the lord and they become a threat why because what god is doing is god's looking for watchmen the kind of watchmen that can answer the heart's cry of human beings who long to be delivered and long to experience the presence of god can we give god a shout of praise right now and, and I just want I, I to camp out with that because that alone, that alone, that alone really hit me on a personal level. That, that you know, that the reality is that, you know, I appreciate the ability to, uh, uh, the, the moments to preach, the moments to share, the moments to prophesy over people. But my heart's cry is, oh God, when someone comes to me, have you seen him? Have you seen him, or do you just preach about him, or do you just teach about him? But have you seen him? Jesus said these these words in the book of John. You search the scriptures. You search the scriptures. That testify about me. What's that? But you refuse to come to me. You know why? Because people get satisfied knowing about Jesus. Rather than really seeing Jesus. (laughs) And I want to be the kind of watchman. So the reality is that coming to the school. And. This is not a commercial for Pastor Rich. It's, it's a burden in my heart because I know something. I know this. That, that she couldn't stay in that environment. Because they couldn't answer her scars cry. You know what I'm saying? She couldn't stay under that kind of leadership that didn't know where to find God she had to leave she had actually the next verse says she passed by them and i and i look at the fact of 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 the reality is i don't want i don't want because of my lack of intimacy with god or my lack of focusing on the relationship getting or getting caught up in my gift where i actually miss my my most important calling and that's to direct people to the glory of God and the presence of God. Can I hear an amen? Well, what I want to do now is just start with the first question, Pastor Rich, if we could. Sure. Yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, you got a microphone right here. Would you like a? to Yeah, move two stools chair? and two microphones yeah. here. Yep. So just right here, sweetie.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. I just want to add on, uh, because she could not find the one the, the, her uh, love. Right, they want to record it, sweetie. The one that. Uh, her hard love. Let me stand before. Yeah, hold this. Yes, we I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> hey. She can have whatever.
1: Oh, sweetie. i help her, her. up. <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: good now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I just thought about because she could not find The one her heart loved. And um, I believe, I think she mentioned a little bit, that is, we can only find him by our heart seeking him. Because there are sometimes we have a certain desire or a certain longing for God that we can only find through spending time with him in prayer and in his word. And I believe that's why it's so important that we come to school or every time the church door is open. Because what it does, it created such hunger in her. I mean, that will drive her to seek him. And I'm not sure if you're going to read that whole chapter because it's talking about that they end up beat her
1: that's in chapter 5 sweetheart
2: right yeah they end up beat her in the midst of her seeking him but i believe what happened because she have tasted the goodness of god she already tasted what she had learned at church or in school it did not stop her from all, i mean all the beatings and all the things that she went through It created such a hunger in her that no matter what she's facing or what she's going through, she is going to continue to pursue God. Amen.
1: Amen? Well, because in chapter five, it talks about she's in the same dilemma, Mm -hmm. but the watchmen find her and what they do in this, in chapter three, they're silent. In chapter five, they beat her yeah <laughs> you know and so and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a parable of sometimes what happens mm-hmm. happens in the body of Christ that you know what we come to church to get healed sometimes but then what happens is we get we get offended up. we get hurt we get all kinds of things but the amazing thing is she didn't begin to confront the watchman because her heart was so in love with God that what the watchman did didn't change her pursuit. Come on. No. Because we 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 live in a day and age whether you're in a charismatic, word of faith, Pentecostal or any kind of church is that oh, we've got these people who have this baggage because of church baggage. Come on. And really the maturity is it that you know what? I'm I'm on a
2: I'm on a journey. Oh my fine coffee.
1: I I'm on a journey to pursue God and in the times of my journey to pursue God there are moments when there are spiritual abuse. Right. But the spiritual abuse is not gonna determine whether I'm gonna to continue to pursue God or not. But does that make sense?
3: Yes. Yes. yes.
1: And, and and see is when I when when Meliana on the chapter before that, when they were silent, Meliana, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: it's because they hadn't seen him.
3: Mm-hmm. Cause
1: they you cannot let me see because as you're training for ministry. You cannot testify about something you haven't seen. Right. That's Um, why when you speak, if you you preach, you see, it's great to study, but it's more powerful if that word has been experienced in your own life. It has a greater impact on your audience because you have actually lived out the very word that you're
4: preaching.
2: Just add one more. You got a mic. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I need. I should have put caffeine. It's decaf. (laughs) So anyway, um, because uh, what happened in her pursuing, and again, I believe that's why you're here in school, because our focus should be the reason why I'm school because I'm pursuing him. I wanted to know more about him. Right. And like what we said, she got beat up. Things happened. In the midst of her pursuing God, she got beat up. And the women found her. I believe they found her beat up, lay by the roadside, you know, all bruises. Because she had been beaten. Her her cloak was taken from her. And they asked her, you know, they asked her a question. But then I love the way she responds. I mean, for us. If we've been beat up, things happen to us, crisis. When somebody asks us about what you're going through, I mean, they can see the bruises on her body. But when she opened her mouth, she did not say nothing about her being beat up. I mean, we're living in a society right now. I mean, whatever we're going through, any crisis, that's all we talk about, you know? Oh, oh, that's our prayer request. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But um, I, my prayer is that we will grow in mature, that our focus will be, God, I love you, because I love her respond. When they see, because the reason why they ask her, because they see all the bruises. Her coke has been taken away. But the moment she opens up her mouth, listen to how she respond. She said to them, to the women that found her being beat up by the roadside. She said, if you find the one that my heart loves, tell him that I'm lovesick. Tell him
1: I'm faint with love.
2: Yeah, one translation said I'm lovesick. Another translation said tell him yeah. that I'm faint with love. With love.
1: Well, and, Which means, Meliana. The love she had for Jesus yes. outweighed what the watchman did, had more
2: power. That's it. That's it.
1: See, this is the, see because any time in any church, I don't know why we're talking about this, but there's a reason. With any church you go to, there are moments of rejection.
2: Misunderstanding.
1: Because, see, let me just tell you, a lot of people have no sustainability in ministry because they're in love with their rejection yep. more than they're in love with Jesus. Wow. Yep. So they don't sustain they, that's right. in ministry mm-hmm. because she had been rejected mm-hmm. when we pulled the cloak off. That mm-hmm. means all her her authority, her her mantle, as far we as gift. her giftings. Mm-hmm. We don't recognize we're this rec- in you, pull- so we're going to pull this off and not mm-hmm. give you the platform, even though you know you went to three years of Bibles <laughs> BSM. <laughs> Come on, are you hearing right. what I'm saying, we're right. not recognize you. So the thing <laughs> is, if I'm not mature, how am I going to have that
3: that's how it. am I gonna
1: handle that
3: mm-hmm.
1: and, it, and, and if and if and men want that see because here's the thing I, I, and please don't forget what I'm gonna tell you I wasn't planning on sharing this at all do you know why she didn't confront the watchman and in chapter 3 she mm-hmm. moves past him you have got a silent watchman mm-hmm. and you've got abusive watchman mm-hmm. to the two watchmen mm-hmm. you know why because the watchmen were her messiah
2: it that's it they were there the they were not
1: her messiah that's it because if the watchman became her messiah yeah that means that guess what you have to say you're sorry
2: to me before
1: i can be healed that makes yeah. you my healer
2: yes yeah i need Are you do- hearing what i'm saying yeah
1: so because because even in a great church like this
2: mm-hmm.
1: we have moments of tension within relationships and so when i take offense at that at, at someone does to me cause that's in a, that's a form of abuse mm-hmm. then then if i don't if i don't get what i want from them mm-hmm. whether a, an apology or whether a public apology then what i have made i have made that person Messiah,
2: That's healer,
1: it. deliverer. Yeah.
2: Because the only way I get, yeah. only way I feel better or get yeah. healed, or if, if they you get apologize. what's coming
1: to them, or right. they apologize to me, and so that causes uh, causes people to, to even in the body of Christ to stay in a place. You can go all the sozos you want. Yeah, come on, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Are you? You know what I'm saying? But when you you can't even make sozo your Messiah. All right. Oh, you, right. know, you, you see, because even, uh, okay, can I just say this? The prophet's not your Messiah. No. Jesus is the Messiah. That's Come on. It. He's the deliverer. That's He's it. the healer. That's it. And, and that whole book, the Song of Solomon, yes. is her journey in discovering that. Yes. That the King of kings and the Lord of lords mm-hmm. is my Messiah and healer. That's it. Praise Jesus, honey. It's a beautiful book. It's a beautiful book. That's Go was, ahead, Pastor Rich. Yes. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to make sure that you guys are comfortable. Um, yeah, you know, right. maybe We can maybe somebody can move this to, uh, this uh, over to the middle where they can both set their drinks on it, and and oh uh, oh no, I, I, John I, can. I want I, I want you know, to right. Prophet John to be comfortable on a. Oh yeah, yeah. So He's comfortable. He's comfortable. Yes, okay. John is comfortable. All right. So you want to? Since yeah. you've been talking about the Song of Solomon, uh, I think I have about uh, forty different questions here, but we'll start with this one. Okay. Uh, since you've been talking about the Song of Solomon. Did you have a prophetic word about marrying Meliana and vice versa?
1: Did I have yeah. a prophetic in word yeah. about marrying did, Meliana? You
0: know, it, did, uh, did you guys, I mean, was it prophetically that you brought them together, or how did that happen? Jim, yes, People yes. want to know what prophecy was involved in you two getting together. Okay. I thought that was an interesting Just question. Just real
1: quick, because it's a long put story.
2: This,
1: put this over there. I, um, I literally...
2: Perfect.
3: I,
1: I, um... I was not serving God. However, I believed in God, and I grew up in a grew up in a home um, where we went to church on Easter and Christmas. Okay, that's that. That was our church. My uh, my introduction to church at a Presbyterian church. And so, as far as Pentecost and uh, any charismatic, it was. We I was oblivious to that. Although at 15, I had gone to uh, United Pentecostal Church, and I remember uh, the, these ladies gathering around me and praying and prophesying over me, it, and it was quite an experience. I was both, I was scared and in awe,
4: you know, if you, at the same
1: time. You know, you're 15, you know. So, but I can still remember it as clear, clear as um, a day. But um, I was in Maui, and I was working with... Uh, a lady who was Tongan, she was a seamstress. I was a young man in my early 20s. And um, I, I asked her uh, if she knew any pretty Tongans. And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're beautiful people, you know. She goes, oh, yeah. And so what she did is she gave me Meliana's phone number. just blue. because they Out of the blue. Home phone, not home cell phone, phone no, in uh, those days. You didn't have a cell phone, so... After work, I called <laughs> her, and I told her who I was. I told her her friend, Losa was her name, had told me about her, and I'd, I'd like to see if she'd like to, if I could take her out to lunch. We had never met, and I think that was on a Tuesday, and she, she didn't even know me, and she said yes for Thursday because we work. she worked, we worked about a mile away, you know. So I trust
2: it, my friend. Yeah,
1: yeah, oh. so about a mile away. <laughs> So, so, you know, being a young man after she said yes, my mind started going in orbit, <laughs> you know, so I could not wait for Thursday um, uh, to go out to lunch with her. So the following day, I, I asked uh, Losa, where well, where does she live, you know, and Losa uh, told me the, the apartment that she was living with her sister at the time, the condominium, um, and so, after work, I went over there, and I knocked on the door. Uh, now, I'm going to make it real quick. And I knocked on the door, and uh, Meliana opened the door, and I knew it. Wow. I knew was that was her. It to be me. She, she didn't know it, but I knew it. And, and, and I have to tell you, this has only happened a few times in my life. Now, you've got to understand... I'm a little rebellious at this time, you know, and I have to tell you, I actually heard an audible voice of the Lord when she opened the door. I looked her in the eye and I heard the voice say, that is your wife.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. And then a month later, we were married. We did.
2: And and a month later,
1: one month. And, and, uh, you know. Um, I look back at that,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I look back at that, and, and her, her faith and her connection, her intimacy with God, her pursuit of God, caused me to pursue God.
2: Mm-hmm. Because after we got married, I just we went on our honeymoon, uh, because like I said, we just met after one month. Went on a honeymoon, and I said, "Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's when I really cry out to God. God, help this guy!" (laughs) Because we just met, you know. After one month, uh, I I think some of you were here. uh, uh, I think you were all here on a couple nights ago. When I shared about, uh, because when we went on our honeymoon, that's when I found out this guy just came out of jail. Oh. So, <laughs> that's when I cried out, oh God, please, please save this guy. Yeah. And uh, God did a miracle, you know, God did a miracle. When we got back to Maui after our honeymoon, I asked him, we need to go to church and of course, he was still so in love. And he said, yeah, I'll do anything. Yeah. We went to church. I, I, because I was a backslidden Christian, that's why we, <laughs> were, we were dating. You know? <laughs> it's all my fault, because they might prophesy like Zeke. <laughs> but but, but you see how God worked out everything so beautifully. And uh, we went, um, we started going to church. And first Sunday, second Sunday, or no, the same week. Our pastor came and did a Bible study in our hometown and uh, Lahaina. La he gave his heart to the Lord, and since then, it was just so amazing how God worked out everything. Yeah. So
1: that was 1984. Yes, yes. And what, 13 years later, mm-hmm. we were in full-time ministry. Full-time ministry. You know, yeah. You know, and I
2: know, um, not if I share my testimony, that's probably another whole yeah, story. Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah of how God. We've got so many questions, yeah. too. So. Okay.
1: I hope that answered, but let me, let me just tell you, because sometimes people ask that question because I want to make something clear. That was unique to my experience, okay? Uh, does that have to be everybody's experience? No. But she had a boyfriend, <laughs> and he's Tongan, and if you've ever seen Tongans or Samoan, in fact, she has some nephews that play in the NFL. Yeah, so he could have probably talk. been that size, too. So he could have thrown me out the window, <laughs> you know, easily picked me up, threw me out. But, but um, I, I'm always moved when she said that because he wanted to marry her, too. And here I had come right on, in the middle of this. They had gone to high school together.
2: We did. Because he I, showed up, and then um, and, it was just how God worked out yeah. everything. And we, he came, and he came. I, I know it's a long story. He came and asked me to marry him. And I tell you what, I was so upset. I was frustrated. And I said, how dare you do that? We just <laughs> met. <laughs> and he left, and the Lord started dealing with my heart. Start dealing with my heart, he said. That's your, I mean, I didn't really have to hear God's voice yet, clear. But he started reminding me how, I mean, about him. He said, you need to make the right decision. God reminded me all the great things he does. He came to my house, start cleaning all the dishes and everything. Wow. And God reminded me all that. And I said, yes, Lord, if any problem later on, I'll blame you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if you're a servant, uh, uh, so Jeremy, Jeremy, right? Jerry, 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 Jeremy? Jerry, the, Jerry, 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 Jerry. Jerry in the back. So, you know, Jerry, you won't have to worry about it because the, the the girl that you meet, she'll see your servant's heart and she'll fall in love with you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah, I, that, feel, that's that, I felt. That's why I felt in love that's, with him. that's
1: kind of really, you know, being a servant, not that she, you know.
2: Right. I fell in love with him for that. She yeah. fell in love with servant heart.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why Jesus said the greatest is the servant.
2: Yes. Amen. Great.
0: All right, let's move on to the next question here. Uh, talking about prophetic, are people born prophetic? Are they created to be prophetic? Or is it a matter of training to be prophetic?
1: That is a great question. Yes. I think it's all of the above, mm-hmm. but I want to say the word training. hmm Okay, um, you know, I've been in an in-depth study of the uh, book of Ezekiel, and what I mean by in-depth, I do this all the time. I I don't, not that you shouldn't, but I don't normally read through the Bible. I have, but I don't. I'll take a book, and I'll camp out on that book. I'll read every verse, every chapter, uh, line upon line until I finish. I I don't have a time frame. It's just whenever I get done. Um, So right now, I'm I just finished Ezekiel chapter 16. So because right now in my devotional time, I'm, you know, studying the book of Ezekiel. You know, Ezekiel was trained as a priest. That's what is his training. He was called to be a prophet. So you have to understand something. All believers can prophesy, and I believe people can be trained Mm -hmm. to flow prophetically. But you cannot be trained to be a prophet. That's a calling. A That's gift. a calling. Yeah. Uh, that is a calling from mm-hmm. God. Just like you get. See, the tragedy, and, and this is the tragedy of ministry. We have, a, we have called some to be apostles, some, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. But what has happened in our church culture is we have actually trained pastors. Are You, you know what I mean? You go to seminary and you train to be a pastor.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, what happens is then you have a lot of dysfunction within the body of Christ because even the office of the pastor—I mean, yes, you can you can learn, you can yes. do that, but that's an office. Jesus puts on somebody. Are you hearing me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so in reality, none of the fivefold ministry is is actually trained for. Now you could you could begin to learn how to do mm-hmm. the gifting of the pastor and mm-hmm. learn pastoral skills, but actually the calling. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So but I want to say this too because you know there are some there are some movements, and, I, and I'm a part of it, that they're, they have what they call the School of the Prophets.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, and people kind of question that. How can you go to school and be the prophet? But first of all, what they're doing is they're, they're, they're teaching people how to get into a place where they can hear God, yes. operate uh, operate well, have the character of God. And then what can happen in that environment? As God then could develop can develop and call a prophet within that community. Yes. Right, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. is there anything else you want to add?
2: No, to that? I think that I mean with every gift again
1: with every off, with every, office, every it,
2: office, there has to be training. We need to do all the training. Yeah yes. and,
1: and you know one of the things about about I think that when you talk about training, we never stop training.
2: No. No. You
1: know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, you, you could talk to Pastor Rich, Pastor Lynn, and they would tell you that you never stop training. Mm-hmm. And see, the moment I stop training, I think I've arrived,
2: mm-hmm. you know, That's right.
1: you know, mm-hmm. so we never, in other words, I, I don't believe we should ever stop going to school.
2: That's it. That's you know it. what I mean? I, mm-hmm. We should never
1: stop educating ourselves, because, because I'm, I'm growing, you yes. know, I, I'm growing. Mm
2: hmm. Amen. Amen.
0: Okay, that, that leads to the next question. What is the difference between a gift and a calling? I,
2: th- I think uh, we answered uh, some of. Okay, it. the gift and the calling.
1: I think we kind of made that clear <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, about that. So, so you you talk about someone who has the this. You, let's utilize this The gift of prophecy or the calling of a prophet. What's the difference? Well, the difference is is that first of all, you got to make sure that's got to be central in your theology. Uh, Acts chapter two, uh, two seventeen says, "In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall, shall prophesy. prophesy. Right? That yeah. yes, they might shall. So the sign of the outpouring of the spirit, spirit is is prophecy, not just tongues. Come on." Are you hearing me? Right. Are you right. hearing me? Not it's prophecy. Why? Because why is prophecy so important? Because prophecy actually is a form of communication, right? Mm-hmm. Tongues people don't know what they're what you're talking mm-hmm. about, you know. Uh, although people speak in tongues, we want to speak in tongues and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I love that. And we should speak in tongues a lot. But Mm -hmm. here's here's the reality, uh, the last days. But not everybody that prophesies is a prophet. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, there's a distinct difference between someone who has the gift Mm -hmm. and someone's in the office. When someone's in the office, it's a specific endowment Mm -hmm. by the Lord. But it's also not only by the Lord, the the body of Christ confirms the yes. call on the individual, yes. just as you confirm the call on Pastor Lynn and Renee right. as the senior pastor of this church. There's a right. measure of authority governmentally. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that's essence with the yes. prophetic, with the office of a prophet. Mm-hmm. I hope that answers
3: that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent question here. How did you learn the difference between the voice of God and the imagination of God that you talked about?
1: Oh, that is a great mm-hmm. question. Yes, uh, you wanna you wanna say anything about that, sweetie? You got a microphone. I just
2: wanna um, <laughs> say, as we tune in again, I have said it many times of how important it is to spend quality time with God in prayer and in His Word, because some of our imagination, you know, it's we get into trouble with some of our imaginations. But if we, when we spend time with God in prayer and in his word, he will sanctify our imagination.
1: That Very good, honey.
2: He will sanctify our imaginations and not only that, we will be able to tell the difference when there are different voices, you know what I'm trying to say? Or foreign voices, Imagination that try or foreign thoughts that try to get into our mind. But when we are in tune with him, we know, be able to tell the voice of God. We'll be able to tell and know what to do, what not to do. Amen?
1: Yes. I, I, I think I'm, I'm looking for something uh, to, to clarify is that, you know, uh, as I spoke last night, imagination turned prophetic that was the title Mm -hmm. of the message last night it'll go both ways and so the uh, idea is in the context so because the thing is is that you you say imagination sometimes people can think oh you know their imagination runs wild so they're prophesying out of their imagination and in jeremiah talks about that but if you were here uh thursday night Mm -hmm. both of us mentioned the the text out of and this is the key this you have to understand that jeremiah 23 22 says said had you stood stood in my my counsel counsel. Mm -hmm. and 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 heard my word you would have warned my people Mm -hmm. and turned them from from evil towards me Mm -hmm. because see god has an imagination right he made us, <laughs> you, know, That's right. you know, you know what I mean? What an imagination. <laughs> wow. Uniquely different. And I, I and the longer I'm married, I'm finding out what an imagination God has.
3: <laughs> you
1: know, and so and, and so but, you know, the imagination becomes sanctified where where you're actually the spirit. Our spirit is in tune with the spirit of God. And what we are imagining is actually in the father's will. Let me let me say that because I that's a great question. And there's a verse of scripture that I that I meant to share earlier. Can anybody stand up and do me a favor? Can you read Matthew 10 20 and possibly New King James? Matthew 10 20 you could you could read out of the New King James. I want you to read that, stand up and say that. Everybody can hear you.
3: I have a loud voice, but okay Okay. Uh,
0: for it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you.
2: Amen.
1: Okay, let's read that a little slower. Okay. Like like in slow motion. For <laughs>
0: it is not you who speaks, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you.
1: Amen. Now, I believe that that verse is the key to the prophetic
2: That's it. That's it. It's not
1: you who speaks. Yes. But the Father speaking through you. Yes. Because that's why you have to check
2: Mm -hmm.
1: your the image that comes in your mind is this John Harkey's Mm -hmm. or is this the Father Mm -hmm. speaking through me? Where because go ahead, sweetie.
2: Again, of that verse alone, when we heard it, don't you think that will create a desire in you to connect with God? Because your desire is to speak his thought, not you. And the only way we can do that is connect with him. That will drive us to spend time with him again in prayer and in his word. Again, when we, when we connect with him, God will create such love in our heart that you would not want to speak anything to hurt people Yes. or confuse yes. people. Yes, very good, honey. You know, you would not want to speak anything that will misguide people. Right. But when you connect with him all your desire, God, I want to speak what will build up your people. I want to speak what to get people back into the right path. I will speak what will strengthen them. Again, that's why that should be our desire. I mean, that verse alone, it should drive us to connect with him, with the Father's heart.
1: Yeah. Uh, Write this verse down, um, 2 Timothy 2.15. It says, because again, this is going to answer the question. Be diligent to present yourself approved yes. to God. Yes. So uh, that is is 2 Second Timothy 2.15. You know, Paul is writing to Timothy, the spiritual son. Be diligent to present yourself approved by God. Mm-hmm. So the question is... Is what I'm is what I'm imagining. Does God approve of it? Right. Right. Because if God doesn't approve of it, <laughs> uh, that's why you need to go to school <laughs> to know what God approves of and mm-hmm. what He doesn't approve of. Mm-hmm. So you get. I'm just going to use this scenario because it happens. Well, God told me to marry this guy, who but this this person is living with another woman, and you know. But does God approve of that? I mean, you know what I mean. It's like some people make decisions based on their imagination that they, they don't know what god approves of That's and they it. step out of the will of god mm-hmm. but said be diligent which means work work hard at it to present yourself approved to god Amen. number one not approved before people right. number one but approved to god right a worker a worker who does not need to be ashamed now this is good Rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Mm-hmm. So how does John Harkey tell the difference between his imaginations and the voice of the Father? Is as simply is that does what I imagine line up with the word of That's truth? It. Because mm-hmm. if it doesn't, then it came from me.
2: That's it. And it's very simple. Very simple. Oh if you but don't know is, what to do, just yeah. get back to him. He will speak yeah, to you awesome. through his word. Yes. Through somebody, you know, and you'll know. Oh, this is what God wants me to do. See, see, the other night, um, the other night
1: as, as, as Rich got Pastor Rich got up here and said he saw the Fruit of Loom guy. Huh. <laughs> you know, if I don't rightly divine the yeah. word of truth. Mm-hmm. then that could be somewhat offensive, right? I mean, how dare you call me underwear? <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? But, but because I was dividing it, not just imagining the, fr- the literal Fruit of the Loom guy, you know. Well, the Fruit of the Loom headquarters is in Bowling Green, Kentucky where I held a 19-week revival in 2019, where we had just talked with our daughter-in-law about the ministry buying a house Mm -hmm. outside of Bowling Green. Mm -hmm. So when uh, Pastor Ritz said that, to me, that's a confirmation. Come on. It had nothing to do with the Fruit of the Loom guy. (laughs) You know what I mean?
2: That's why it's so important. Because
1: that's why I can rightly divide... The word of truth. And see, sometimes people reject prophecy because they don't rightly divide the word of truth. Because that could have been a word of, how dare you. <laughs> and I could have rejected something that God was giving, wanting to give me confirmation for a geographical situation that was going to cost thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Come on.
2: That's why the voice of God, that's why it's so important. To, to, you know?
1: to, to be attentive. Yes. To, to be attentive.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: See, the, the, the Hebrew prophets, when they brought correction to the nation of Israel, it was over two things. You haven't paid attention to my word, right. and you showed no affection for what I've done for you. So the attention, they had lost the attention because you don't have affection for what you don't have attention for.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Won't pay attention to.
2: His word says pay attention.
1: Uh, when when I have affection for Meliana because I pay attention to her, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know. And so it's in a relationship, without uh, having affection and paying attention to the one, you cannot have a healthy relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good question, by the way.
0: Okay, this next one, I have about five questions that are very similar here. Okay. After you've given a word to someone or a prophetic word, Mm -hmm. uh, do they need more guidance about that prophetic word, such as the proper interpretation or application of the word?
1: Very good question. I think yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But that guidance comes from a number of sources. Yes. Number one, you have an inner witness, Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. He's your guide, your comforter. Number two, you have the scriptures. Right. As, 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 as the lamp unto our feet and a light upon our path, right? His word is the light. Number three, you have spiritual authority over your life.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That Because sometimes in the prophetic, I may not understand everything. Mm-hmm but because now Meliana and i've been around this a long long time so when i get a prophecy uh i i um i don't normally go to somebody and ask them what it means because i've oh, because there's over the reasons of use we have interpreted it if it's something that's a little bit unclear like the fruit of the loom i don't need to go say what does that mean pastor rich <laughs> please mm-hmm. explain it to me Yes, I already connected the dots, and so a lot of times we're asking people to guide us when we already know the answer to You know and what I mean? That's right, so then, well, yeah, to, you, to sure connect, connect with, with, the, him, word, with, the, with the word, the <laughs> presence, and, and so and so like especially you know I mean we're going to make a major purchase you know mm-hmm. we're going to make a major purchase coming up here, and you know over the next few months I don't know when but soon, but. But at that moment, I now have, I direct, because that's what I wanted. I wanted to be in Bowling Green, uh, outside of Bowling Green, and that was a confirmation, that's where I want you.
2: It, it helped you, you to, now I already know, you know. Yeah, I don't need a question. Yeah. So I don't
1: need to go to somebody else and look for another confirmation. Because yeah. this is what people do with the prophetic. They, because, because with that, that means that there's doubt already if i've got yeah. to get 20 confirmations come on you, you you know what you're unstable really i'm just gonna say your 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 foundation is unstable mm-hmm. and you're walking in fear
3: yes you, you know and what i mean mostly walking, you're, in fear.
1: You're walking in fear your foundation is your fear because you're so worried that if you take a risk you might lose that, i don't i don't want to live like that mm-hmm. and so and if i get a confirmation now, now there is no way that God's going to tell me something outside of exactly. biblical paradigm. There's no, there's no way that's outside of his biblical mandates and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the, the boundaries he's created outside the Ten Commandments. He's not right. going to tell me to do something outside right. the Ten Commandments, you know, mm-hmm. or the word of God that's against his law. He's not going to do that. Does that make sense?
0: Okay. We get a lot of questions about uh, not only interpretation, but also uh, the application. Yeah, okay. And the follow-up question here to that original question was, uh, you're a prophet, you've been at a church, you leave, and people are still wondering about the proper application of, of a message that they've received. Uh, should they call you? Uh, what should they do? Should they go to their pastor? What What's the recommendation there?
1: Oh, for application. Yeah, since you're Very, out of the
0: picture, where do they go
1: the, for application? I'm out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, 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 if I told people to call me, they probably, I wouldn't <laughs> be here right now. <laughs> right. Um, however, you know, I mean, we don't, we, we've have had people, you know, be, contact us and mm-hmm. how do you see this? Part of the reason is that when you talk about application, I'm, I'm going to say this. Application is a journey.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because sometimes people are looking yeah. for an answer yeah. to the journey.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Does
1: that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Because there, with, with prophecy throughout, even when you look at the Word of God and men of God and women mm-hmm. of God, mm-hmm. you see prophecy in their life that as they sought after God, the prophetic word just sort of unfolded. The application mm-hmm. began to unfold. But we live in a culture, in a Western society, that, that I need to have the application right now. So I need to know what to do at this moment right now, which takes no faith.
2: <laughs> I want it black yeah, and white. Black and white. But could good, good it be sometimes why it's not quite clear? Could good, good it be the Lord want to hold it back? Because he wanted you to seek him more. What does that mean? You know, yeah. like the Song of Solomon, you know. I mean, I shared last night how why some people just don't want to read that book because it's not black and white, you know. Yeah, see, <laughs> and so,
1: yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, so the thing is, is many times we reject the prophecy because we don't see the application. And could it be that the application is really a journey? where God unfolds things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because the thing is, the joy of watching him unfold things.
2: Yes. Yes. The, the joy of
1: watching him unfold. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, how many are single in the room? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, how would you like to give you the word? Uh, oh, uh, uh, and so a prophet calls you up and says, you're going to marry so-and-so so and he's going to look like this, uh, uh, like this. Is, is How many know that you don't the application, come on, yeah. <laughs> right? Forget the journey, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going down the aisle right, right now, right? But, the, but the thing is, is, is that the application has to be walked out. It has to be walked out.
3: Remember,
1: because yeah. it, be, yeah. because i I don't grow if I don't learn to walk out the word of the Lord in my life.
2: I remember, uh, I think it was the last weekend of May when I have these riots and everything going on, and the scripture came so real to so many Christians. They said, Jesus, we want you to come back already, because all of these riots and everything. But after all, Jesus said it 2,000 years ago, I'm coming soon. Yeah. Jesus, why are you not here yet? Look what's going on in my world right now. <laughs> but I believe as we get Seek him more, go after him, will enjoy the journey. Yeah, will not get frustrated. Um, I, I think I, I, I think
1: the amendment the thing is is the that one one and we need application. Please, I'm not going to reject application. Yes, because when you talk about application, how do I walk this out? That's basically it. How do I? how do i apply this to my own everyday life well a lot of times i have seen folks that want to want to want the application of the prophecy but don't apply written scriptural truth mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're in duplicity right there <clears throat> you know uh, you're in duplicity they're, like they want to uh, uh, give me an application of how I can be we'll give an example how I can become a prophet because that which was prophesied but they haven't even applied the biblical truths in the exactly. Bible in their li- everyday yes. life and so there's the duplicity all the time and they just kind of kind of wander around and after they go to this school they'll go to another mm-hmm. school then they go to another school and they just in the same same mode never growing ever bearing the fruit that they could And so, uh, and so, for instance, if you were with us last night, think about the fact when you talk about application, you think about that, that, that Jairus gets an image of Jesus Mm -hmm. laying his hands on, on his little girl. The application is I'm going there.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, that's the application. That's it. The application is application. I'm leaving my synagogue.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which the, my other constituents, my other rabbi friends hate him. Mm-hmm. Come on,
3: mm-hmm.
1: the the high priests and the Pharisees that are over uh, over this over this hate him too. But right now, I have an image of him healing my daughter. So the application is is I'm moving toward that miracle, right? Because, because he wouldn't have he wouldn't have seen it come to pass had he applied what he saw the mm-hmm. vision. See, because here's the thing, see, God wants all of us to apply the vision that we've seen for our lives. Right. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. And I and I look back over over the years, when my wife and I, for instance, there's a perfect example. One of the most first one of the uh, uh, early earlier prophetic words that we received as a couple and as a family was a prophet. Who's still alive? He's 88 years old. I just saw him. Uh, but he's sort of a prophetic father to me. He is a prophetic father to me, Emmanuel Kenneth Stracy. And uh, my wife and I were young. My kids were mm-hmm. small, they were little. Mm-hmm. And he calls the four of us mm-hmm. up and says, I see miles, 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 miles.
2: Never. I don't have-
1: I don't have a reference point.
2: We did not. I don't have a reference point. Mm-hmm. I don't even have
1: an application, Pastor Rich.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because, first of all, I can, I mean, I'm, I, I'm the breadwinner. We're barely living. Home. She was home as a housewife. We are struggling as a young couple. Mm-hmm. We are struggling to raise our kids. We're going to church. You know, just life is mm-hmm. just, you know, Hawaii is expensive, you know, to live. And we're that in the moment. And you're talking. I can't believe you, Prophet. This is what's going through my mind. I can't believe that you would prophesy miles, I, I not miles, not miles, miles, knows. miles yeah. when I can not barely even pay my bills. How am I going to get on a plane with, with two kids and a wife and go miles, miles, miles?
2: Uh, when he said that, I was thinking in my mind, where can you drive in Maui? <laughs> you know, that's what I was thinking. Where can you drive? There's no miles. We're on an island. We're on an island. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so I'm, not, I, I I know no, what he meant. I, no like him, he, I
1: knew he meant airline miles.
2: He got it, but I thought mile in but
1: driving. How a car. in the world, <laughs> as a uh, as a young adult, you know, in my in my mid twenties, am I going to miles, miles, miles? Now, I've been on an airplane, but that was the furthest
3: thing mm-hmm. from my mind.
1: So where's the application there?
3: Right. Where's the application? Mm
1: -hmm. I don't have an application. Mm -hmm. I don't. But you know what? The journey.
2: The journey. Yes. The journey. Mm -hmm.
1: I stayed true. Meliana stayed on the path.
2: The journey. Yeah. The journey.
1: And as we walk out this journey. That's exactly what place miles, 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 and find so much With miles. With Southwest she airline,
2: fl- miles, <laughs> mile, miles no. for free.
1: That's why she flies free for Southwest, Southwest because miles, 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 miles. 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 Years At later. the moment, no application. Did not Doesn't know even make what it sense. Means. But mm-hmm. through the journey, yeah. it came to pass.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, and I didn't ask her to say anything about Southwest. <laughs> <don't> I?
2: <laughs> I love Southwest because I fly free. I do too.
0: <laughs> okay, this next question, uh, again, there's three or four asking the same question, so I'll try to put it this way. Um, this particular person put it this way. Uh, the Harkis have amazing accuracy in the prophetic words they give. When did you, what, what, what did it take for you to pass over the chicken line yeah. to start giving? And, and what do you do that your, your prophetic words are so extremely accurate?
1: Well, I'm thankful that they're not offensive. <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, I, l- 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 let me tell you this. I, I think I've said it before, but probably to a different group here. Uh, and I, In fact, I just did a, a pastor's interview uh, in Kentucky. Yeah, last week. Uh, it was on, uh, on, Mo- on Tuesday, or, or Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember. But anyway, um, years ago, uh, when I, I, I felt the Lord really, really calling me to prophesy and moving me into that direction, I was crying out, oh God, I want to be accurate. I want to be accurate, simply because I did not want to say something to somebody that wasn't God,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and not to say that I sit here to say that I that I have not made mistakes. That I've made mistakes, and I remember in prayer. This is why intimacy with God is so mm-hmm. important. I remember in prayer, God saying, God rebuking me and telling me, "John, don't pray for accuracy." Yeah. And this is what he said. This is what he said, Robin. He said, he said, John, accuracy makes you look good. Yeah. Love makes me look good. That's it. John, pray for love.
2: That's why the foundation should be. Because the Everything. foundation
1: of any gift, yeah. of any office, yeah. ought to be love. Mm-hmm. See, this is why I do not like when people talk about Old Testament prophets of being abusive and abrasive. They had such a burden and a love for God. Yes. And a love for people. Yes. Are you hearing me? Because they had been, they, they, I mean, if you, you, people can read Ezekiel, man, the things he said mm-hmm. to the nation of Israel. But this man had come in contact with the glory and the holiness of God. Are you hearing me because he had come in contact with the glory and glory and the holiness of God to that magnitude, there was not anything that he could not say out of a heart burden for god's people, and so when God said that to me, when God said that to me john John because I said, well god i don't want to miss it I don't want to miss miss it I don't want to walk up to uh Jenny,
3: <laughs> Jenny,
1: and and say something to Jenny yeah. that that is not true. And this is what he said: Don't pray that either.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Pray that when you walk up to Jenny, you'll pour my love into That's Jenny. That's
2: it. Because That's love it. never fails. Love never fails. And when you focus hey. on love, you'll never. F- I mean, so Accuracy. so.
1: Because so that, that means, that means something to answer that question is love causes you to take risks. That's it. That's it. You know? So, so, so if you love somebody, you'll take the risk, God, God, and, and usually like You guys have been around us enough to know that I, this, the, this, the, the words, they're processing in milliseconds. You know, I'm not like sitting there and going, is this God or not? Because the moment I do that, I've already doubted. Okay?
3: Yeah.
1: I'm concentrating, be, first of all, do, see, because first of all, if, if it, like, like what Emmanuel, right? Right, Emmanuel. See, Emmanuel's not smiling, right? But if I look at his face, right, <laughs> you know what I mean? He looks angry, but he's not angry, you know. No, he's, he's not. not angry. He's he's in school on a Saturday morning. Come on, come <laughs> on. A, I mean, who, who shows up to church on Saturday morning? You know, you know. But I can look at his face. And in the natural, I can misinterpret based on his facial expression. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And see, what happens is a lot of prophetic people, they look at the face. They don't look at the face of God. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. That's right. You, you know what I mean? Wow. What is the face of God? That's right. What is the face oh, of Jesus. God in Emmanuel? Right. What is the face of God? Yeah. What is God doing in him? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Because sometimes... Because we have to learn to filter out our 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 flesh, Mm -hmm. because and in that process, because if I go and 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 then then because I'm I'm interpreting how he is based on what I think, not because I'm in love, not because I want to pour the love of God in him, you know what I mean? Then I miss it.
2: That's uh but getting But if, back if through, I want to
1: pour the love of God in my brother, I'm not going to miss it. Go ahead. Uh,
2: remember the story about Samuel when he was told do not look at the outward appearance. But look at the but heart. look at the heart.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Because like look at look at his heart. Mhm. That's it. Cuz that's what God sees. Mm-hmm. That, uh, is that helpful?
0: Yeah, and the follow-up question to that is uh, we had Sean Bowles was here mm-hmm. in the last year. Yes. And did a lot of prophetic words where the Lord gave him prophetic words like a week ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should I expect to have words a week ahead of time? Uh, should when I'm in a service, should I be expecting to get a word instantaneously for the person? Or do I take a step of faith and just step up and let the word, let the Lord put the words in my mouth? It's kind of a three-point well, okay, question. okay,
1: first there. of all. I want to tell you something. Um, many times we compare ourselves to other prophetic people
3: mm-hmm.
1: and how they operate. Right. Without realizing that God wants us to operate according to how according. he has made us.
2: Exactly.
1: Otherwise we get impressed with the gift and think, man, if I don't, I don't prophesy like I, Sean mm-hmm. Bowles, then I'm not good
2: Right, right.
1: Then we become intimidated mm-hmm. and we think that our gifting is, in, is impactful to somebody else.
3: Right.
1: And so then, guess what happens? Then you have to stretch yourself out in order to. I mean, I have seen this. I have seen people get into competition with prophetic actors I know. I know. It's tragic. Yeah. Because they wanted to outdo the other prophet yeah. to prove that they were getting more revelation. That is insecurity.
2: That's it. Are you hearing That's me? That's
1: it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, because see, see, how God dealt with Sean in that case is not necessarily how God dealt deals with you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Does that mean that you know what? I can't get a word a week ahead of time? Come on. Or do I get a word right now? We're mm-hmm. all uniquely different. Mm-hmm. When you talk about the prophetic, there are many facets of the prophetic. Yes. You know, I uh, for me, has that happened to me? In some cases, yes, but not regularly. Right. Most of the time, it happens I mean. to me spontaneously right there. That's how I operate. Yeah. And But you, you know what? I, I'm not comparing myself to Sean Bolt. I'm not hearing God because I'm not getting that word a week ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I'm not even thinking. Mm-hmm. I, I, no. you know i'm not even thinking that's how he operates yeah. and that and that's what that's what that's how god speaks to him uniquely exactly. in his gifting and i celebrate that yes. i celebrate that yes. and welcome that yes. gifting and into the into the body and we need that mm-hmm. and yet at the same time is that i am not gonna if if i was standing next to Sean Bowles and we were prophesying over somebody i'm not getting in competition you know mm-hmm. i am going mm-hmm. to speak what god says yes Yes. not yes. just copy how Sean does it No. and see what happens in circles is we look at somebody w- w- with a very very strong word of mm-hmm. knowledge gift like mm-hmm. that and then we to... see well I have to copy them in order to be as good as they are which really you're, you've already missed it mm-hmm. you're looking for a platform mm-hmm. rather than impact the person with the love of God
2: a... mm-hmm.
1: and so so You know, and it's God who elevates in the first place.
2: But that doesn't mean we don't learn from. Yeah, the the, like but yeah, Sean like had. hey, you
1: know, I mean, there's been moments in my life when I look at yeah, God gave me a word about people, mm-hmm. and usually very detailed about things, that, and I came into a place and spoke that, but that doesn't happen all the time, right? And and I'm not going to, and I'm not going to say, you know what? Uh, oh God, I, oh yeah, I'm not going to be prophesied because <laughs> I didn't get a word a week ago
2: <laughs>
1: about Mary. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do that.
2: And I think that's why God wants us. To to live by faith.
1: And so and so Prophet what happens is is like you know in, in the prophetic stream I, I'm in we flow a little differently where we do we do a lot of call out rooms where mm-hmm. we're in a room like this yes you know in a room in a room like this where we mm-hmm. prophesy over every single person everyone everyone in the room you know mm-hmm. uh, over the course of time that's kind of in the the stream that I'm in you know and so so although Sean doesn't that's not the stream they flow no. in i'm sure you could do that i'm sure but that's not how they flow it's more like during they'll call somebody out yeah. you know very detailed they address these kinds of things yeah. and then and then boom the person gets touched That's yeah. how they flow maybe three or four mm-hmm. but we're we're a lot of times we're doing conference in fact i'm going to a prophetic mm-hmm. conference after well, that's what we're going mm-hmm. to do you know i mean we're going to go in prophesy over everybody mm-hmm. you know so that's how that's how that works
0: Does that makes sense Mm -hmm. Okay, follow-up on that question. Um, Some some students say that they see pictures before they prophesy. Mm -hmm. Some just get the first word and then it scrolls out after Mm -hmm. the first word. Uh, Are there other ways that uh, the prophetic is manifested? Yeah, very great question. Everybody say see.
2: See. Hear. Hear. Feel. Feel. See. See. Hear. Hear.
1: Feel. 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 Three primary ways God speaks to each and every one of us. Like, uh, I'm sorry. What's your first name? Yes, Lolly. Lolly feels. Lolly is it? Lolly. How God talks to Lolly is Lolly feels. She'll feel something, and God speaks to her that way. John, however, I see. I see a picture. And so that doesn't mean I don't feel that doesn't mean I don't hear but primary the primary way God speaks to me to prophesy over somebody is I see a picture the movie screen or I see a picture and I just begin to either interpret what I see Mm -hmm. before I open my mouth or actually literally prophesy what I see it's like last night because i i I, paul was sharing me the bass player was sharing me a testimony that his friend was prophesied and he said what he said and i i prophesied over him because i saw a picture of him in an atv with a trailer pulling an elk you know so i just spoke that out right i spoke that out and as i spoke that out god gave me the interpretation you follow what i'm saying Mm-hmm. because a lot of times we will hold back because we're trying to figure out what is an ATV in a, in mm-hmm. a, in a, in a, with a little trailer in the back with an elk meaning God, you know, like this don't make sense. And so what happened is as I opened my mouth, clarity, because that's why Paul was crying, he told me it was a basket case because he knows his life. Are you hearing mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Well, that was amazing when you spoke over my friend. And, and so, and so, uh, because that's exactly how he is, you know. And so, had I not prophesied what I saw, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have had the impact. Right. So say this. See. See. Hear. Hear. Feel. Feel. So when you uh, when you are learning to prophesy or operating operating in the prophetic, you got to Those are three three key factors. You know, they were called seers, right? Then there are moments when I actually hear, but the hearing is the preaching, you know. When I'm preaching, I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And so, but when I'm prophesying, I am actually, I'm actually seeing it on. Does that make sense? hmm Can
3: I ask a clarifying question? Is that okay? What What is feeling mean for like prophecy?
1: Is it like literally feel something on your body? Is it motion? Like, I, I don't understand how that like, works. Okay. Yeah. Very, very good question. Okay. Ha- let me, Jenny. Let me ask you: Have you ever, like, walked up to somebody or had coffee or you interact, and you felt that there was there there was an emotional, a depression, a something that they were caring? No, no, no. See, so maybe that's not how God speaks. How many felt that? Like you've met with someone? Yes. Yeah. You you, you met that? It's something that they're dealing with, yeah. right? Emotionally, see that for that person probably it, for you is God talking to you about something that person needs to be encouraged. They need they're struggling with. They needs a word, and I have I have seen that happen where people have been brought to tears. Mm-hmm. You know, I was struggling with this and this, or I feel like you're having a problem in your marriage, and this is the Lord says mm-hmm. da 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 da, you know, and, and so. That's how that works, Jenny. And so, and it isn't necessarily, because for, for some people, for some there are people in Valley Church that when they walk in the church tomorrow, they can feel what people are dealing with. And some of them are elderly, because, and they have a sense of a person needs encouragement. A person needs a hug. A person needs an embrace. A person person needs to know that we care about you. You know what? And that's prophetic. That's yes. that's the prophetic.
2: Another thing uh, of talking about feeling, you um, talk about being close to somebody and you kind of feel like the, going through that. Because we travel so much, I'm usually, I'm talking about myself, like I will. She feels. She feels. Meliana feels. Yeah, feel, feel, yeah like, uh, like if I'm going to a region or going to a state or a church, and what I'm going through personally. See, like last week, my, I shared with you guys the grandkids were with us, and we're supposed to be three days, but end up 12 days. And to be honest with you guys, there were, I think there were one day. I felt a little bit overwhelmed because I don't get used to having children with me. So, oh, they were well-behaved kids, to be honest. But But, there were one day I felt a little bit overwhelmed, you know, because I want to make sure that the kids have this and this. And immediately I caught myself. I started rebuking that spirit of overwhelm, but I felt like that spirit is trying to attack the region or the church that yeah. where I'm at. Yes. So instead of start condemning yourself, you know what I mean? Of whatever you are going through, recognize right away Very good, huh? that it's a spirit that you have to start pulling it down through prayer. I mean, because you're not may not perhaps that could be the way God speak to you so you know how these people are going through, or how they feel. So, so other, you can prophesy to In it.
1: other words, Meliana was able to discern that many people in that region were overwhelmed by life.
2: By life, yes.
1: And then could begin to walk up in church and begin to prophesy and decree and see people who have been overwhelmed be delivered. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Because she experienced that yes. emotion with the three grandchildren mm-hmm. This she was well I mean they're great mm-hmm. kids if they were here they'd be all sitting right there they would Quiet, even hear you devil's. would not hear a word out of them you know and, and, and they might even prophesy over you you know <laughs> they, so, they, they might, <laughs> they, they might you, know? Mm-hmm. you know and so so um, I told Ezekiel after that prophecy, I said, e- 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 Ezekiel, you know, I need to give you some money. He goes, no, 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 Grandpa, I got plenty of money. <laughs> I got plenty of money. <laughs> you
2: know, but it was foreign
1: coins. You know, foreign coins <laughs> that, that I gave him over tr- <laughs> to overseas. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but it, the thing is, is that she was able to discern mm-hmm. between her feelings over the grandchildren, mm-hmm. between, no, that's what's happening in this church. That's what's happening in this area. Mm-hmm. And I we need to address that tonight. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, mm-hmm. she did address it and people got healed.
2: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: Yeah. Uh we have time for about two more questions, okay. two or three more questions, and then we want to also have an opportunity to, if there's anything that you want to do as far as ministry. Yeah. Ministry. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you recommend I teach my young children how to hear from God? And should children work in the prophetic?
1: Okay, see the first part of the question again.
0: How do you recommend I teach my young children to hear from God? Uh And should they be encouraged in the prophetic?
1: Okay, this is just me. Um, First of all, Meliana and I, my favorite thing to do with my grandchildren is to pray and read the Bible together.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean... We're gonna to go to Disney World for a few days in Thanksgiving. I don't care about Disney World. What, I'm going to, what I really care about is what we're going to do before we get in the car to go to Disney World is we're gonna sit down with our five, five grandchildren and we're gonna read the Bible together mm-hmm. and we are going to pray. That's how I train them to hear God. Number two is, is for, I understand their children
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I want to incorporate them mm-hmm. to what Grandma and Grandpa Absolutely. are doing. Mm-hmm. So as a parent, first of all, you 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 have Bible study yes. with your children,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then you incorporate them yes. into what the Spirit is doing through you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like my second oldest granddaughter, who's ten, she followed me. During the altar time, the whole every service. Come on. She followed me she around. When, she, when I moved my hand like this, she did the same thing.
3: <laughs> you know, when she jumped. Now, now I,
1: did I say you're distracting <laughs> to the uh, others? I said absolutely not because I understood something. She's a kid,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and yet she's acting like a kid, but yet at the same time, guess what she's doing? She's being included.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And guess what happened? Now, she's been the shy one, not willing to talk in front of people. She'll talk and uh, talk, and, and she's the straight-A student of, of all my grandchildren. She's a straight-A student. And she told me, Grandpa, I have a word for somebody. And she, I gave her the mic, and she prayed and prophesied over the, one of the pastor's daughters. And I, I look at that, and I said, well, th- that's what happens when you follow the prophetic around all week. And Come on. Yes. yeah. And
2: also I want to add on, I'm sure I shared the, uh, uh, that night, I mean, just to read little Bible study, they're children, you know, I have made them read, in fact, they were fighting every morning, who's going to read, you know, <laughs> so who's going to read the scripture? There's three of them. <laughs> so I made each one of them, I made them read from different translation because they all know how to figure out the phone or how to get to, I taught them how to go from translation to translation. (laughs) And they start, I gave them the verse, and they start reading, and read only one or two verse. And after that, then I asked them the question. You know, I made them read the book of Proverbs, a very good book to teach young children, especially, you know, seven, six, seven, eight, around, or, or older. I asked them question. And to be honest with you guys, When we were at church, they were all wanting to prophesy. And because they had been sitting at home first and listening to the and discussing the scripture. And when we were at church, when they were prophesying, guess, like I I shared the other night, their prophecy was what we learned at home, was the scripture that we learned at home. And it was just so cute, (laughs) just like my little grandson. You know, you you're praying over uh, uh, Levi. You're gonna be good boy. You're gonna listen. You're not gonna do because that's what I told him at home. If you listen to wisdom, listen to understanding, you will not do 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 drugs, alcohol. But I didn't add on what he said at church. And you're not gonna be like my grandpa well, <laughs> went, went to jail. jail. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all because uh, what he learned right, from home. Right, right. <laughs>
0: All right, yeah. we've got a couple more questions yes. and uh, I want to get through them. Uh, I don't think this needs a long answer. When one person is prophesied over, can other people in the group claim it for themselves?
2: I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. When one, one,
1: one, 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 one person is prophesying over a person, can the other people in the group claim it for themselves? Oh, yeah. I believe that yeah. with all my heart. Yes. You know, I mean, how many ever heard the story of the four lepers? You know, yeah. the the prophet Elijah prophesied, the prophesied yeah. to the king and the army officer, and they yeah. didn't receive it.
2: That the famine will be over.
1: The famine will be over tomorrow. That right? was the prophetic. They word. did not receive it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And but the four lepers who didn't even hear the prophecy, that word is in the atmosphere. He's got to have. Because I've been to places where I've prophesied over people, and they're just like, <laughs>
3: you
1: know, they look at you like, uh-huh.
3: yeah,
1: like they're not receiving it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that word. I'm going to take that word. Mm-hmm. And, there, and there's been time, you know, like, like when I, the other night when I prophesied over the, past, the pastor that had driven five hours. And I was prophesying over him. And as I was prophesying over him, the word was hitting me. Mm. The word was coming back and hitting me because it was you know it's by the spirit mm-hmm. and a spontaneous revelation is going through i'm and all of a sudden it's, he, he's receiving it he and i'm getting getting hit by it too wow. mm-hmm. and i'm taking it for my own life too i'm saying mm-hmm. man and that's what met, that's what kind of birthed the thing about the watchman not knowing mm-hmm. where to find the one that the woman's heart the bride of mm-hmm. Christ's heart loved and and it and it started something inside of me you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. because in my own personal experience this has happened on numerous occasions where I have given a prophetic word over somebody that pro, that prophetic word hit me between the eyes mm-hmm. and I and I filed it went back during my prayer and study time and developed an entire message coming out of that mm-hmm. it's happened number of times mm-hmm. Does that, that mm-hmm. makes sense
0: okay uh we're just about out of time here for this segment but uh uh this sounds like a preacher that asked this question uh mm-hmm. John Harkey is able to unpack scriptures like anyone I've ever heard what is the secret to unpacking scriptures?
1: That's a, well, <laughs> that's a, quite a compliment. There's some great preachers out there. But I'll just say this. Um, I'm going to, I want to encourage you to do this. I want to encourage you to do what I'm, I, I, with this. OK. Get, take a book. Take a book in the Bible and camp out there. Yes. Camp out, whether it's Galatians. uh, Yes. Well, you know, why don't you start with this Philemon? Small book. Just camp out there. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And and how many have numerous translations? And you're at access. Mm -hmm. Okay, numerous translations is because language is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so numerous translations. So use all the translations regarding that particular book now don't read it fast okay how many know what the treasury of scriptural knowledge is you can tell me treasury of scriptural knowledge who knows what that is okay that is a study guide this is what that i use all the time every day of my life mm-hmm. For instance, what that is, is that is a, like you take a verse, uh, that will give you every verse in the Bible connected to that verse. Yes. So, for instance, I'll take you for the book of Ezekiel. There are 48 chapters, I believe, in the book of Ezekiel. I'm in chapter 16. I I will have read... 30 to 40 translations in my ipad i will read every translations i will read the entire chapter then i will read it over again with every verse then i will use the treasury of scriptural knowledge to connect what verses connect with that verse and every verse Mm
0: -hmm. are you hearing me Mm -hmm.
1: so what happens is that word then gets internalized yes it gets a part of me. Yes. That's why if somebody is preaching and I'm and I'm here, something no, no, that's not what it says. Are you hearing me? That's not what it says. So that that now I, other people are better at this at memorization. I'm not as as proficient at memorizations, but as far as knowing where it is in the Bible, you know, yeah, boom, you know I can. She can ask me where's that verse. I always verse, ask him where I'm verse, <laughs> and boom, I, I know where it is. But but I have taken I have I have. Practice this and I'm going to tell you something you'll be found out. So for instance, let, let me give an example. Let me give you a perfect example Okay, because I was just here right during so during during the time we had question and answer I wasn't doing question and answer. I mean you guys were asking the questions. I wasn't so this is what John Harkey was doing I'm you know, I'm now I've read all the translations. I have in Ezekiel 16 uh, I mean, 17 now. Excuse me. So now there's 24 verses in 17. Now I'm going to go back and I'm going to meditate on each verse, right? So this is what exactly what I did. I, I, I did this in verse. Turn to Ezekiel 17:24. I want you to. I want to do this. I'll just show you this exercise real quick. All right. I'm. This is what I did. So this is what it says at the end of it. All the trees of the forest will know that I, the Lord, bring down the tall tree and make the low, tr- the low tree grow tall. That's the verse. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. So this morning, I'm sitting there. I am reading that verse in different I'm going through it. And all of a sudden, it dawns on me. What's the dry tree that flourished? The cross.
2: Mm-hmm. The cross. Right.
1: The cross is the Still. dry tree mm-hmm. that flourishes.
3: Still
2: flourishing.
1: <laughs> what Ezekiel was prophesying
2: mm-hmm.
1: was the cross. God's gonna cut down the pride, the arrogance, those that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God and tree. take the dry tree mm. and make it flourish. Come on.
3: Because
1: yes. isn't that wasn't that a dry tree? And how has that dry tree flourished? Right. Now had I not, had I not taken time mm-hmm. to, to dig into that, I would have not. I would have not gotten that truth Mm -hmm. on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I mean, uh, to me, that is a treasure. Mm -hmm. The treasure of the knowledge. Thank you, God. Then I would say, oh, God, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you that you took the dry tree and you made it flourish. Thank you that you take the dry places in my life. Come on. And you make it flourish. God, I'm grateful for this revelation. That's, and it's what becomes a part of my language. Mm-hmm. So that's how that works. And I'm going to tell you if, you, if you practice that, you'll find out that when. And so, for instance, I do not come to the word to prepare a message. Right, right. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I don't like, okay, I don't come and say, oh, oh, God, what am I going to say? to valley church this weekend i come to the word to know god Mm -hmm. and in the process of wanting to know god god reveals something that he wants to communicate to valley church that did not come just from uh, just from studying, mm-hmm. but came because God, he is saying something that I want to turn imagination into prophetic. Yes, I want to turn your imagination into prophetic. Yes, Jesus. And, and, and so and it's just like this morning. I mean, I, I want watchman. Mm-hmm. I want watchman, John, mm-hmm. that that can answer the heart's cry to the bride who is searching for Jesus, you know. Does that make sense? Because here's what happens. Many people read the Bible like they read a book.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right.
1: I'm just going to read it through. And Don't realize that it's, it's living,
2: it is,
1: it's alive, yes. it's sharper than an edge of two edges, yes. able to cut and divide, get mm-hmm. to the very bone, right. you know. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing yeah. the word of God, Amen. you know. what? And, and then you couple that with the breath of the prophetic on mm-hmm. the word, it, it just explodes. Because, believe me, I could talk about the word all day, right. I never get bored, her and I. We'll yeah. be driving down the car, and we're just talking about the Word, you know, sword. and
0: bouncing ba- yeah. it off of each
1: mm-hmm. other, and because iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Okay, um, you told me to listen to my wife, so I listened to my wife here. And, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, she, she reminded me that uh, uh, we do a lot of forth telling here in, Fourth. in the school, uh, and we don't do that much foretelling, you know, because that's really ch- uh, stepping over the chicken line. Uh, there's a lot of foretelling going on today about mm-hmm. environments, about culture, about yeah. elections, and yeah. so forth and so on. And uh, many times foretelling can also lead to great disappointment yeah. because we put our faith in what is foretold. And there may be two or three different people telling two or three different things mm-hmm. foretelling. So how do we deal with disappointment? How do you deal when you hear one prophet say one thing and one prophet the other, and the disappointment that comes with that? Well, how many know
1: that we've, and I don't even want to mention names, and so because how many know that you know, uh, you know, COVID-19 is going to be over soon. Many prophets were prophesying that, right? Okay, um, I'm never going to. First of all, and then you've got the other the other prophets. Um, I don't know. I I, ha- I had to respond to this because I had. About ten pastors ask me a question because this mm-hmm. particular prophetic word by a guy I knew in Kentucky went viral. You dream. know, a, a dream he had went yeah. viral. You know, which 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 was for us in the charismatic word of faith movement. You know, uh, going oh man, it's a little bit doom and gloom. You know what I mean? Like oh no, brace yourself. You know what I'm saying? So so you got one prop prophet prophesying by 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 April thirty first this is gonna be over, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. You got another prophet, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself I mean what do you do? Well first of all I I I, I I'm v ve- I am want to be very, very cautious that I do not yeah. want to call somebody a false
3: prophet. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that
1: sometimes in the prophetic what we do is we hear God we but we miss the interpretation. Yeah. But when I go out on a limb, and then, see, that's why this why it's very, 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 we have to be very cautious when you talk about dates, mm-hmm. okay? When you talk about, okay, because, um, I mean, honestly, I'm, gonna, uh, I, I, I'm not going to mention names. I, I heard a prophet say that when Passover comes, COVID-19 is going to pass over. over.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's now middle of October, come Steel. on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, then I heard another prophet say uh, their son had a dream and boom, boo at the end of April, boom, it's going to be over. Then I heard another prophet said, Oh, by the summer, you know, and then you have another prophet saying, brace yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Well, first of all, again, I'm not going to, uh, because I believe that most of the folks are are very sincere. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yes, but, but, I think, too, is we have to be careful, especially when you're making a prophetic word to that magnitude. To foretell, yeah. To mm-hmm. foretell about something in the future. Yeah. When in the reality, you're, you're actually, because there's two schools. The, the, the camp that says it's going to be over at such such a date, uh, such a date, this is where they're at it's the sense that I could actually give people false hope.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Right? And there's people that are looking, oh, God, let this be over, let this be over, let this be over. This is the worst season in my life. That camp is going to embrace that. The camp that says, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself, the doom and gloom camp, that fits in with their theology, so they're going to embrace that. And so I'm just going to say something to you that I haven't said publicly, and it's going to take me a minute, uh, but I need somebody who is schooled in the Bible to help me because um, I got a little brain lock here. I want you to turn to somebody who's schooled in the word very well who who knows the Bible up uh, backward and forward? okay, yes, yes, um Robin. Uh, there is a story you can find the chapter for me there's a story uh, about a prophet named Hananiah in the book of Jeremiah if you could get to that chapter it's in the 20s I think Uh, and basically because this is what we have to be careful I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because this is a this is a loaded question Mm -hmm. because basically Hananiah the Bible calls him a prophet and what's he prophesies in the temple because you know what he prophesies that that the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar is going to come off and that because they, they were they were two seats there was the first captives of Nebuchadnezzar came in invaded Jerusalem took a group of people and left, uh, left left a group of people Ezekiel was one of the group the first right. captives taken to Babylon uh, they took a group of people and and left some people. Set up a government. Mm-hmm. So so and, and Hezekiah. Uh, I mean, excuse me, not Hezekiah, but uh, who? What's his name?
3: Nebuchadnezzar.
1: No, no. Who was the king? Oh. Who who was the king that that was killed with his eyes taken out? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Right. Who was the king? Right. Uh, uh, at the end, at the end is Zedekiah, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and so at that moment, so he's in leadership, but he's rebelled against, uh, against Nebuchadnezzar. He's rebelled against And this prophet walks up to the temple and says, in two years, the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar is going to be over, and all the captives are going to come home. Now, Jeremiah's standing right there. In two years. That's what he says. And, and, and why is he prophesying that? Because sometimes people prophesy not from what God says, but from past, because of what God did in, in the past.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm going to say it again. Yeah. They prophesy not what God is saying. They, right now, they prophesied because of what God had did in the past.
2: Can I say real quick? Yes, things? go ahead. In other words, and, so and that I, does not require.
1: Robin, that. have you found that?
2: Require okay, okay. I, I can find it. That means that does not require them to seek the <laughs> Fresh. Lord. That means they'll just depend or rely on what the Lord had done in the past instead of seeking the Lord for the now word. Huh? Uh
1: no no. Well, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna um, find this because I am uh usually right on it when that, when that happens, so. Jeremiah 28. Jeremiah 28. Who found that? Je- yes. Fantastic. Jeremiah 20, turn there. Turn to Jeremiah 28. Okay. Fantastic, that's it. I, I, okay, so I haven't said this publicly. And I need to tell you this. Yes, Hananiah, falsehood and doom. Okay, and it happened the same same at the beginning, same year, the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Ju- Judah, the fourth year. And, the, and from the fifth month, that Hanani, the son of Azar, the prophet. Everybody say the prophet. The,
2: the prophet. prophet.
1: So that means that he was he was designated as a prophet. Mm-hmm. He was in the office of a prophet mm-hmm. who was from uh, Gibeon, spoke to me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priests and all the people. Uh, thus spe- speaks the Lord of hosts, the God of your saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. That was mm-hmm. the prophecy. Mm-hmm. Within two full years, I will bring back to this place all the vessels of... the Lord's house that Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon took away from this place and carried to Babylon and I will bring back to this place and the son of Joachim the king of Judah with all the captives of Judah who went to Babylon says the Lord for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon now here here's the thing do you believe he was insincere do you believe that prophet Hananiah was sincere no I think he was absolutely. very. Sincere. To, yeah. uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that that is something that people wanted to hear?
0: That camp wanted to hear that. They wanted to hear. It. They wanted to
1: hear. I mean, he's in the. Yes, they're they in the style. synagogue. Mm-hmm. They're in the synagogue, and all the priests and leaders, and that's what he's prophesying. Mm-hmm. But how many know that 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 there's a tendency, yeah. No matter how. Because, let me just say, people were prophesying what people wanted to hear.
2: That's it. That's it. Like about what we heard, oh, the COVID is over in this month. Mm Because that's what we want to hear. That's what we want to hear. We want it over.
1: That's what we want to hear. And so then what that creates when you have a national platform is that creates confusion. And the and the reality, ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you. That makes the prophetic irrelevant in our culture.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, does that mean that I'm going to demonize my brother or sister who might have right. prophesied what right. the majority of the body of Christ one here? Absolutely not. But what I am telling you is, I'm telling you that we better be very very careful. Yeah. Now, because I want to tell you this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When I went to lockdown, that's what God said. The prophets will prophesy what people want to hear.
3: Yeah.
1: Because, because it gives you a sense of hope.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's a false hope. Yeah. Right. It's a false hope. hmm And, you know, the problem is, is that then those prophets are never corrected. Mm -hmm. Because you call my name out, I don't have to correct you. And I want to tell you this. See, that is why, because then what we have done is we've made the prophetic into something that's marketable. Marketable.
2: Right,
1: right. Please don't repeat what I'm going to what I'm saying. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: And it grieves the heart of the Father.
0: Amen. Yes, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When you market my voice. Yeah. So true, so
3: yeah. true.
1: And it, may, I mean, I, I, it makes me weep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than just be silent. I mean, you don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. In order, to, You've already got a, a platform.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Your books are best-selling. I mean, what more do you want? And, and But it's the need to still yeah. get the approval of men.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: See, that's why we need to purify the
2: prophetic. Yes.
1: I'm going to tell you something that, that I need to tell you. there was a Zoom call because we're on this subject because the question was asked. There was a Zoom call and I'm not going to mention names but this major prophet got on the Zoom call and all this major prophet talked about was how the angel of the Lord came to him and gave him a spiritual warfare dragon training manual. Now, let me just say this. I am in no place to say the angel of the Lord did not give you that. But we're in the middle of COVID-19 where people need real guidance and real direction.
2: Your word of hope, yeah.
1: And real clarity about what am I going to do because I just lost my job. I don't know what to do. My kids are home. They've been in school because I have, my, my son has friends, praise God for my, my, my kids, they're, my, three, my three of my five right, they're in Nashville, and my son's able to work at home, mm-hmm. and my daughter half the time, but he knows right now, he, he knows parents knows. that leave their little kids by themselves, themselves to to school, go. Because there's no school
2: open. Because
1: there's yeah. no school open. Yeah. What the school spiritual warfare dragon have to do with finding relevance to people in that kind of situation? Well, that prophet said, we're talking about that. Then the other prophet wanted to compete
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> and said, "Now, well, no, the angel of the Lord now gave me a
3: spider
1: demon training manual. Now, I don't mind you in the green room, we're talking about this, but you're on a Zoom call with thousands of people watching this th- You're not going to walk into Donald Trump's office and talk about warfare dragon training manual you're not going to do that they're going to kick you out you need something relevant
3: mm-hmm.
1: Be- because why because i i something in this i discover something god is purifying the prophetic
0: mm-hmm. amen are you hearing amen. me he's pur- purifying
1: the prophetic mm-hmm. and so what i do honestly when those words come I don't reject them right. when the and even with our bro, I had so many people uh, call us not Hell, so yeah. much about the, 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 the words that you know the hope words yeah. it was the word by a, a, a person I actually I've been at the church I had I don't know him personally. I have a cell phone. We've talked on the phone, but, but I, I appreciate his church, but it was the pastor before him. Mm-hmm. And, and people ask me, what do you think about this? And John, what do you think about this? And these dreams this guy's having and about this and this and this and this. And, this. and I said, well, you know, here, here's the idea. Here's the idea. I am not going to doubt that this man's not a man of God. Right. First of all, number one, right. I, I'm not saying you're not a man of God. Mm-hmm. I just questioned you're interpreting because here's the thing when i watch something when i watch something and i come away fearful
2: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: When i come away fearful there's no hope involved yeah. you have to
2: understand
1: the hebrew prophets did talk about judgment mm-hmm. but at the end of the judgment there was always a way out and there was yes. always hope
2: we've got right. you
1: always 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 mm-hmm. you know you read the book of ezekiel and you'll almost at every end of every chapter or every mm-hmm. vision that he had even though there were strong words that he talked about the nation at mm-hmm. the end there was always this hope at the end uh, there's a way out there's mm-hmm. that's how god is but when i hear a prophecy that's not attacked with hope
3: mm-hmm.
1: you, i don't doubt that what you heard mm-hmm. is partly true but it didn't come from the heart of the father
3: hmm you know what I'm
1: saying because first of all let me just say this because I can't say this publicly in the platform that that for instance God will never tell you okay because it's not biblical just now just okay let me let me clarify this I say now I want to I don't want to say never because a statement was made store up food get guns now, first of all, there's nothing wrong with storing food. And you live in Idaho, you all got guns. <laughs> 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 and and yeah, I got to tell you a story. Meliana, uh, for the first time in her life this past summer after that, shot a gun. Nine millimeter. And I, and I am not exaggerating. So from this wall... That wall yeah. is three cans. First time she ever shot. Nine mm-hmm. miller. Bam bam bam, 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 bam. All knocked Down. out <laughs> with one eye. Come on. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's right.
1: And, and then she didn't like the shotgun. And so I like now I, I put that up on social media. And I got after, for like a month later, I was getting calls from yeah. people. Like, when you guys come, we'll shoot now. You know, <laughs> the guns came out, you know. And we did. Yeah, we In did. Future, we just... did a lot of shooting after that. You know. <laughs> But the, 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 the gentleman, you know, that, you know, get guns and food. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, nothing wrong with guns, nothing wrong with storing food. But in the sense is, but what did God say in his word? He said, occupy until I
2: return. Yes. Didn't yeah. say go hide. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't
1: say go store food, get guns and hide and check out of society. Occupy. Occupy till I return. Return. Right? Yes. Secondly, is this so you get clarity. So, so what was said <laughs> mm-hmm. was open up. I'm going to say this. He said, I watch 40 new oh. services a day. Four zero. 0.
2: That was the guide that was. Uh, zero. News.
1: News sources. 4-0. So mm-hmm. now, now, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. I don't even watch one. Mm-hmm. I, I do occasionally go on my, I will confess, I go on occasionally Fox News on my iPad. And then I go on CNN to
3: laugh. <laughs> 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 All right. So
1: we're, we're going to take two sources at the most, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll go to CBN, you know, the Christian Broadcasting Network with Pat Robinson.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But the reality is, uh, can, and then you, I don't care how anointed you are, how yeah. sure you it's like 40 what? translations. But this was news. Uh, you get 40, you get 40 news sources. How many of that's going to skew your perspective a little bit? But see, the thing is, is the doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 there's a lot in the body of Christ that, that, that appeals to them. Come on.
3: Mm-hmm. That
1: appeals to them rather than the God of hope. Are you hearing what right. I'm saying? That's why those mm-hmm. things become so popular. And it's not that I'm not going to, uh, yeah. uh, you know, look at and interpret or say, you know what? But when something, first of all, what, number one when something's not attached with hope, and number two, when some of the things that are said are not biblical. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm not going to question everything you All said, right. but some yeah. of the things that said, I'm not going to put so much weight on it yeah. that I value. Yeah. Because see, this is this, this word out of Jeremiah 28 mm-hmm. was the word God had given me when we were sitting in lockdown that my prophets will prophesy stuff that I didn't say.
5: Go ahead, Robin. When you read through this, you'll see that
0: Jeremiah
5: gives so much grace. Yes. He gives so much grace to Hannah. Jeremiah gives so much grace to Hananiah, um, but um, Hananiah did not receive that grace at all. He took the yoke that, that um, Jeremiah had that was made of wood, and he broke it off of him. He humiliated Jeremiah in front of everyone, and because of that, a further word came from Jeremiah that said he was doomed. He is yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. You're not one of God's prophets anymore. He was gracefully rebuked. Mm-hmm. In a way, in such, it was said in public, so he corrected him. He didn't even correct him. He said, oh, well, uh, amen. I'll pray that that happens. <laughs> right. Okay? right. He was very kind, just like he demonstrated to us. But afterwards, when that guy made, uh, took it, upon his flesh erupted, in there he was clearly wanted to be the center of attention he broke that wooden yoke off of him and and um Jeremiah said that ro- that broke the yoke that was just broken off of you is going to be made of steel now
2: iron.
5: yeah iron. iron yeah yeah so it's yeah. a huge and it goes on a very stiff rebuke if you read that so it, it's not he's not saying be passive against false prophets he's saying show grace to them but yeah. if they don't res- receive it in the grace that was given you'll light them up yeah. And, got, and not in the flesh though but
2: yeah
0: no, yeah, very good very good mm-hmm. wow <laughs> you have uh been attending the school of the prophets
2: <laughs> praise Jesus.
0: my goodness would you stand with me and show your appreciation to such wonderful praise prophetic Jesus. wisdom Thank you. prophetic praise wisdom praise god praise god We're going to, with a few minutes that's left, we're going to give them an opportunity to minister in the prophetic. I want you to continue standing. Uh, Can we soak for two or three minutes, get our hearts back together here? Uh, This has been absolutely golden. I want you to know it's very seldom that you can receive the gold nuggets that you have received today from this wonderful couple. Yes, those of you that have to leave for other appointments, I understand. But we do want to have a few moments here. Go ahead and uh, let's have some, close our eyes, let's just soak together for a couple minutes here. Invite the presence of the Lord, invite the presence of the Lord, invite the presence of the Lord. They'll have clear opportunity, clear voice, clear vision of what the Holy Spirit is doing in our midst. Lord, we thank you, first of all, for sealing the word that we have heard today. Seal the truth of the word of God in our hearts that we might not sin against you, So thank you, Lord, right now that our minds and our hearts are being, once again, knit together as were the hearts of Jonathan and David. Lord, let our hearts be so knit to Jesus. The 24-7-365, we are in your presence. We're listening to your voice. We're yielding our spirit to the spirit of the Most High God. Lord, bring our hearts together. We want to live in kingdom righteousness, yes. kingdom living, kingdom reality. We rebuke the ways of the world and we want to live in kingdom reality. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So once again, Lord, we pray that your word will be sealed today. Absolutely sealed in our hearts. Mm. And before we go into ministry, I want you to keep your, your eyes closed, but your spirits open. Begin to see what the Lord would have you to see in the spirit realm. And to hear what the Holy Spirit would say to you today. Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! Brother John,
1: I want everyone to put your hand on your heart. Everyone, I want you to say this: Jesus, Jesus. today, today, I've been instructed by you. I've been instructed by you. I've been instructed you by your word. by the Spirit of Revelation revelation. and the Spirit of Wisdom. And And today, today, I have grown in the knowledge of God. God. But I want more, God. God. And I'm hungry for more. So Holy Spirit, Spirit, become my teacher. teacher. I I give you permission to unveil more to me than even what was taught today. I give you permission to teach me. I posture my mind, my attention, and my affection upon you. Speak to me now, God. Equip me now for your glory and your glory alone. Lord, I will, not be I will not be silent. Lord, I don't want to be a silent watchman. A silent watchman. That when people, when people come to me who want to search for you and find you, I, you find you. I have nowhere, no, no. I, I, don't I don't know what to tell them. Or I beat them. I don't want to be that kind of watchman. I want to be the kind of watchman that shows, that shows hungry people where to find Jesus, to find Jesus. And, shows and shows hungry people how to be healed. How to be healed. In, Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Now lift your hands and thank Him all over the house. Yeah, Father, we thank you. We adore you. We love your presence. We thank you for every student. We thank you for every person within the sound of my voice and everyone that has attended. This morning, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Boy, I I think I'd come here, too, for class. <laughs> yeah, glory to God. Pastor Rich, you may be seated.
0: How many of you love the Harkeys and their ministry? There is a table in the back, and I'm assuming you're still going to have some time to, to be back there. Uh, if you don't know Meliana, you need to go back and get acquainted with Meliana, and she's got some wonderful uh, wonderful books and still have some CDs, I think, left, and so uh, uh, if somebody can uncover the table there so that uh, those books will be available. I want to thank you for coming. I'm a little concerned that there were some people who really missed out on a super blessing today, and that's why we made sure that we made a recording of this morning so that the other. VSSF students that weren't here can, can have access to this wonderful teaching. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, over the years I was able to participate in a lot of national conferences and, and uh, served on, you know, the committees and tables where people were talking. And, and uh, I was always amazed that sometimes they would charge $500 to come and hear leaders speak. And you just got $10,000 worth of <laughs> material today. And I got good news for you, the price has been paid, the grace of God has paid the price for every one of you to be all that you can possibly be in the spirit. And I thought it was funny, I know that I said yesterday the Lord's got a sense of humor, fruit of the loom, Yeah, amazing. God's got a sense of humor. But in that sense of humor, he always comes through with truth and reality and love and grace. And we honor John and Meliana today. Tell we honor them again, praise God, praise God, praise God. And if any of you also want recordings today, let Jared or Bethany know, okay. So uh, if this is your home church, you want to be here again tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. They'll be ministering again. And uh, if this is not your home church, uh, we'll be also making a tape of tomorrow where you can uh, dial in and uh, see it on YouTube. So praise God. Uh, I am not going to give out his personal phone number. (laughs) But text J-E-S-U-S... When you, ever, when you think about the Harkies, and would you please agree with me that every time the bring brings them to your, the, these folks to your remembrance, that you're going to lift them up. Yeah, amen, amen. That their ministry can go forth in an, even a greater and more powerful way than it already has. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah, All right. So let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this wonderful, beautiful day. I hear the word bountiful. This has been a bountiful morning. It's been a bountiful morning, and Lord Jesus, we thank you for the blessings and the grace and the glory, and we just pray your blessings upon everyone today as we dismiss this service and live in anticipation of your soon coming. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hug one another in a social hug, social distancing hug or whatever. And we'll see you all tomorrow, hopefully, here at church.